So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between the world of online dating. Hi, I'm Chris. Hi, Chris. And I'm Erica. Welcome to So We Met Online. Thanks for listening. So We Met Online is produced every Sunday, and show notes are found at SoWeMetOnline.com. So, Chris, I was thinking about long-distance relationships, especially thinking about coronavirus and how most things are starting online now anyway. Even if you live three doors down from each other, a lot of people are opting to do a video chat or a phone call first because they're not yet comfortable meeting somebody in person. So I want to do a throwback to this story of mine that admittedly makes me look like somewhat of a not the best person. Does it make you look poopy? Oh, let's just roll the tape. So we met online on OkCupid. I don't know if you use OkCupid, but they have a very Tinder-like function where you can swipe left and right on the OkCupid app. But I like that because then you can actually go look at the person's entire profile after you've matched with each other. So it gives you a lot more information. Disclaimer, if anyone is squeamish about restroom, bathroom, potty humor, you might want to fast forward to the break. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm sorry. So a few years ago, I swiped right on a really cute guy, and we started chatting. But when I looked at his profile, I saw that he actually lives in Florida, and he had been in D.C. for a conference, and that's why his profile had turned up for me to to see. That's just any part of Florida, by the way. Boca. <laughs> Which always reminds me of Seinfeld, like, uh, where did where did his parents live? Like, Vista oh, yeah. or something? Yeah, something like anyway, that. Anyway, I didn't know anyone who still had teeth lived in Boca. Disappointing, yes, but we kind of hit it off, so we started with texting and then emailing. And then we took the relationship to the next level. Skype. After about a month of Skype dates, where it was actually very cute, we both sat in our pajamas <laughs> drinking whiskey and talking over Skype, uh, we decided it was time to meet in person. My OkCupid okay date was flying to D.C. to meet me. Mm. This is the first time I had ever done anything like that, but I thought to myself, why not? What if there is an amazing connection? Uh, why limit myself? I hear you. I've done the same thing, so... So, separate and apart from that, this is where it gets a little messy. I've been having some painful stomach issues around that time, and I finally decided that week to get it checked out by my doctor, and the doctor says the two words nobody wants to hear. Stool sample. (laughs) So, I'd never done one before. Sorry to be gross. Like, you know, this task wasn't exactly... (laughs) Wasn't exactly straightforward. So they give me all these containers. I don't want to go into all the details, but it had a sheet of very specific instructions. Oh, like wow. what had to be room temperature <laughs> and what had to be frozen and what had to be refrigerated. And I tell you all of this for a reason. You only have a certain amount of time after you collect the sample to deliver it to the lab. And I still didn't even know how one collects this type of sample. So I don't know. Do you, I don't know if you want me to go into it, but it's actually very funny. I had this whole MacGyver scheme where, I'm so, I'm so sorry, where I put some tinfoil down and then I like <laughs> made a moat. Oh my God. Okay, fine. So I I knew how to collect, but 
nothing in the instructions. They were so comprehensive, but nothing talked about, you know, the transfer. How do you actually get it into the cups? <laughs> I'm like embarrassed talking about this. So I didn't know what to do, but I had just hosted Passover that uh-huh. year. So I found a plastic red spoon and I used that. But then what do you do with the spoon? Like, I didn't want to put it in the kitchen trash. In hindsight, I probably should have just put it in the trash and then taken the trash out right yeah, away. Yeah. But I figured, you know, I should do the next best thing. Flush it down the toilet. <laughs> so then the water starts rising. I grab the plunger. I'm, it's not working. And then I get a text that the Floridian has landed. And he's <laughs> on his way from the airport to my apartment right oh. now. Oh, wow. So I try not to panic. Um, I go, we had a front desk at my building. I go to the girl who works at the front desk and tell her I need maintenance ASAP, telling her <laughs> my dog Scruffy somehow dropped a spoon in the toilet. The girl asks the question I somehow hadn't managed to think of. How did Scruffy flush the toilet? <laughs> my lie wasn't so good. So, um, maintenance shows up with, like, this power plunger, and the next thing I know, my OkCupid date is at my front door. So, before I could be like, amazing to see you, let's go to dinner, he's in my apartment. I didn't actually plan for his first impression to be a big dude literally on his hands and knees in my bathroom (laughs) going to town on my toilet. (laughs) So, we go out to dinner, and I'm actually really excited about it. I mean, that was kind of an icebreaker, actually, but anyway, we go out to dinner, and I'm actually kind of excited about it. Though the whole time, I'm, I, I say to my stomach, like, I had to talk with my stomach. I'm like, behave, stomach, behave. <laughs> Sadly, though, over the course of the weekend, my OkCupid okay goggles came off. We were not a good fit. Let me just tell you, Chris, no one makes fun of my laugh or my accent without my permission. That's all I have to say about that. We did make out, you know, for good measure. <laughs> of course. Since he flew in from Florida and all. Yeah. But he never stayed over, and I will say... We were smart. He he got an Airbnb because we didn't want to count on anything. You never know. Right. Anyway, the weekend goes by and the day he flies out also happens to be the same day I have to make my special delivery to the lab. <laughs> I figured at the rate this date weekend is deteriorating, I'm probably never going to see this guy again. So I ask him if he wants to run an errand with me. <laughs> Keep in mind, this makes me sound like a terrible person. I'm not. I promise. I put my collection... <laughs> And we're not talking stamps into the car. (laughs) And we go to lunch first. Remember, though, this stuff has to be frozen. (laughs) So there's a wait at the restaurant, and I start to get nervous. So I decide to tell him what exactly the errand is. Oh, no. He is not amused. (laughs) We drive to the lab after lunch, which, quite appropriately, is in Foggy Bottom. (laughs) (laughs) And when we walk in, I throw my sample on the counter and yell... I'm here with my stool sample. And the lady goes, ma'am, remove that bag from the counter. (laughs) She then tells me that I apparently don't have the right paperwork and I have to go home and get it and take the sample with me. (laughs) I got That's a load of crap. (laughs) I have to deliver it today because I have an early flight tomorrow and can't come back. So we try again. This time it's 3.30, plenty of time to get to the lab before it closes at 4. At that point, I had lived in D.C. for 12 years. Like, you'd think I would know that in half an hour, you can't even get around DuPont Circle, let alone get anywhere. Now it's creeping closer to four. I'm calling the lab frantically. There's no answer. A few more tries, they finally answer. I'm puffing incoherently. Stool sample, last day, closing, let me in. And the lady goes, you have one minute to get here. 
So I somehow swerve the car into a parking space, leave the guy in the car, and I run down M Street with my flailing bag of poop in my hand. <laughs> Sorry. I get there, and the lady is standing there with her arms crossed. She looks at the papers. I feel like she's deciding life or death, and tells me it's still the wrong oh, paperwork. God. Apparently, this lady won't take shit from anyone. Oh my god! I cannot and will not walk out of there with the sample again. So I hold my head up high, ask where the nearest trash can is, and toss my precious sample along oh. with my dignity. Oh jeez! I get back empty-handed for all the wrong reasons. My date is giving me a thumbs up signal. <laughs> I give him a thumbs down. <laughs> I feel like that was representative of the weekend. My weekend had such promise. You know, luckily, I will say, my stomach did start feeling better. We mutually agreed when I was driving to the airport that while we're both glad we took that risk, it wasn't the right match. So I guess this time we both got dumped. So I hope that guy is still sharing this story because I'm perfectly willing to admit that, I mean, it does make for a good story. Even if it doesn't make me look good, <laughs> it's a good story. I hope he gets a lot of use out of it. It is a good story. I used to wish him happy birthday every year after that <laughs> on Facebook. He never replied. Uh. I can't imagine why. When we come back from the break, I want to share something more recent about long distance relationships and get your thoughts on it. Sounds good. Do you want to have more time in the morning to sleep, get ready, or maybe even walk the dog? You don't have to sacrifice your health for convenience now. Complete Start mixes instantly in your favorite milk or water so you can take it on the go. It comes in three flavors, super greens with a hint of vanilla, rich mocha, and peanut butter banana. Go to CompleteStart.com and use the promo code SWMO for So We Met Online for 10% off on your first order. Did you watch the show on Netflix, its recent Indian matchmaking? No, but it is the talk of work right now. I do need to see it. I thought it was interesting. I mean... I don't choose to watch a lot of the dating stuff because it is work for me. But in this case, enough people suggested it that I did watch it. The main thing I got out of it actually was I was glad that people can see what it's like dealing with a client who has this laundry list of criteria they're looking for and how that's not how you choose a partner. So I think sometimes people forget that in addition to what you're looking for, that other person on the other side of the equation has to be looking for you. Yeah. And so you have to find where that Venn diagram overlaps. Like I could say I want X, Y, Z, whatever. But what if X, Y, Z person has no interest in me? Then it doesn't really matter. And so I actually got a lot from the show in terms of I hope people saw that, that, you know, working with people who desire to be in a relationship can be difficult sometimes because they get in their own way on occasion by having such particular criteria. Anyway, I bet you're wondering what we're talking about because the topic of this is long distance relationships. So mm -hmm. it's sort of related to Indian matchmaking. So I was on Facebook and you know how it suggests friends for you, like people you may know. Yep. 
Okay. So someone comes up as a person I may know. It looks like we have seven mutual friends. And when I looked to see who it was, it was actually somebody from the show, Indian Matchmaking. Interesting. It turns out all of our mutual friends are are fellow business owners. So I guess he owns a business or something. I thought he seemed great on the show. Granted, I know the show cherry picks what they choose to put on TV, but I thought he seemed like a nice guy. Mm -hmm. So I actually wrote to him in Facebook Messenger and I wrote, you came up with a person I might know. Then I realized you were on Indian matchmaking, which I watched for, quote, work purposes, of course. (laughs) Thought you seemed great. If you want to get to know someone on the East Coast, let me know. Yeah. He lives in Colorado. Okay, I didn't know if I would ever hear back. Three days later, not even a, hey, I'm flattered you wrote or whatever. He just wrote a question. What do you do for work that you had to watch that? (laughs) That's actually kind of funny, actually. That makes you wonder if he had a bad experience on the show and is like, like, why would you watch that? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. And so (laughs) so I responded, I run a business helping people with online dating. So a show like that always gets people talking and occasionally has an impact on my business. He wrote back, ha ha, that makes sense. Unfortunately, I'm in Colorado and the long distance thing isn't really my jam. It gets really expensive really fast. (laughs) And previous experience with it made a mess. Okay, so right off the bat, I I just have to ask, did you say anything in your initial email, which you read and I didn't hear it, that made it seem like you were interested in dating? I didn't get that out of your email. I said, thought you seemed great. If you want to get to know someone on the East Coast, let me know. Yeah, I was interested. Yeah, okay. So to me, again, maybe I'm naive. (laughs) To me, that sounds like, you know, you're just connecting maybe mutual friends, hi, I don't know, business associates, whatever. Nothing in that email made me think, oh, I'm interested in you and I know I'm on the East Coast, but hey, let's talk. I didn't get that vibe, but clearly you intended it and he gathered it from that message, I guess. Yeah. Well, regardless, I got shot down. Let's read what he wrote again. Okay. Unfortunately, I'm in Colorado and the long distance thing isn't really my jam. It gets really expensive really fast. Yeah. And previous experience with it made a mess. And I'm just like, okay. So I wrote back and this was the last message. Wow. You just jumped about 20 steps ahead. See, see, this is what I'm so like. Well, yeah, okay, go on. With a winky face. Yeah. I like to keep doors open, especially since I can work from anywhere, but I understand. Best of luck to you then. And that was the last message. Uh, uh, and I was just like, man, shut down. And it was awfully presumptuous, I thought. Like, I thought, well, what's the harm in talking? Right. This, this is what I'm saying. I would have gathered from your email that you were just talking. So you're, yes, he did jump 20,000 leagues <laughs> in front. And, and he did presume, assume, guess. I, I don't know. He jumped to conclusions for sure. And I didn't get that from the email. I would have never have taken it that way. I don't know. Maybe he's getting hit up on a regular basis after the show. Yeah. 
I don't know, but still, I mean, I wouldn't have minded if he had said like, wow, thank you for reaching out. Cause it's not every day. Someone random just like gives you a compliment reaching out. Maybe it is for him. I don't know. So I posted it on Instagram cause I wanted to hear what other people thought. So I wrote as my caption when I posted this and it was anonymous, although someone could figure it out if they really wanted to know. I have a big belief in going for what you want, which I try to impart on my clients from little things to big. You never know what's possible unless you ask. In this case, I had just watched Indian matchmaking on Netflix. And within days, one of the men on there came up with someone I might know on Facebook, showing we had quite a few mutual friends. I see both sides, a hesitation to get to know someone from afar versus a willingness to just get to know a new person regardless. I'm obviously in the camp of the latter. Remember to date NATO, not attached to outcome, but respect the other people's choices. In general, I tell people not to project past bad experiences onto new people. But does that apply to long distance or does that defy the advice? And people replied, and I thought this was kind of the most interesting. Someone replied, I've tried several long distance relationships. They've never worked, but have led to a lot of waiting and time wasted. Life goes by so fast. So I was curious and I challenged her. I wrote, Have you felt that way about local relationships too? (laughs) And she writes, to be fair, I have. So it had nothing to do with the distance. Some people agreed with him. You know, I would have responded much as he did. I often get messages from men far away and I won't entertain it. I'm too old to waste energy on someone I can't see on a regular basis. So we definitely got comments that way. And then we got ones that felt similarly to me. Probably the most interesting comment was, I think it's so sad he automatically thinks about money. And I hadn't thought of that. Mm. But that comment's true. Like, gets it really expensive really fast. My God. That's basically equating somebody to a monetary value. Anyway, you can see this both sides. And I was certainly happy he answered. I mean, he didn't have to. Who am I? But on the other hand, I thought he could have declined in a kinder way. And it did and does take courage to reach out to a complete stranger, sort of making yourself vulnerable. I would have appreciated a thanks for reaching out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I see so many different sides to this. I had a female friend recently send me a picture, a screenshot of a message that she received where, you know, a guy was basically hitting on her and he's long distance and, you know, and she obviously shot, shot him down and she got very frustrated. Like, why do guys long distance try to hit on me? You could take that as a compliment or you could take that as creepy, however you want to look at that. I've also seen it where... Even from my perspective, I've reached out to women long distance Mm -hmm. who I've been interested in, but initially it's really just, I'd like to connect. I'd like to get to know you. I'd like to talk. I'd like to chat, whatever. And what's interesting, I think, is the dynamics of those types of relationships when you enter it, especially on something like Facebook, the difference dynamics between when you connect with somebody specifically on a dating app where you know both parties are basically looking to date, and we'll put date in quotes, versus Mm -hmm. Facebook where you believe you tend to want to connect with somebody on a more of a friendship level. And when I've connected with women on that friendship level on Facebook, 
then conversations that you would normally not have from a dating perspective, like bringing up past situations or beliefs on money or whatever you want to say, those tend to be a lot easier to have because you're not trying to navigate the relationship conversation. You're just simply getting to know somebody. So I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times your guards are down and those conversations are a, a little bit more honest. And I've had relationships blossom because they've started off as I've connected on Facebook. We've connected as just friends. We've gotten to really know each other. I get to see a side of you that you expose on social media that you don't expose in dating. It feels more real. And then as a result, that relationship grows, I think, in a different way. Um, Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that it's also always going to work out Mm -hmm. to the point. There is distance. There is a financial cost, especially if you're flying back and forth. But I also know people, when they meet somebody and they really, really, really are interested in this person, they make it work, right? right. I've been in situations, I've, I've heard stories of people in situations where they'll literally drive 12 hours a day to get to see somebody for only a couple of hours and then drive 12 hours back home over mm-hmm. the weekend because they just want to see that person. Is that wrong? No. Is it healthy? There's no I, wrong. Know, there, I mean, right. there's no right and wrong. Exactly. So- it just depends on the two people. It depends on the dynamics of the relationship, the personalities. All of these things are, are, you know, are in play. And there's really no right or wrong way. There's plenty, plenty, plenty of people out there who have had long distance relationships and they have worked. And now they're together and they're happy. What if a woman wrote to you on Facebook and said, Hey, Chris, you don't know me. I live in... Boston. I don't know. I'm making this up, but I've heard your podcast and I've seen your picture and I think you seem like a nice guy. Would you be interested in chatting? What would you do? First, you'd look at her picture and see if she's cute. (laughs) Exactly. And and then what? I first look at their pictures, see if they're cute. I know. Then I would stalk them and see if they're in an existing. Oh, I've had this happen before. Not to go off on a quick tangent. No, no, no. (laughs) No, I would say yes. Yes, of course I would talk to somebody. I would always talk to somebody because that doesn't mean anything. Right. Oh, now you're going to get all this fan mail. You're welcome. Talking doesn't mean anything. I get people email me all the time about crazy stuff, but. You know, and I can connect with them. And then once they get really weird, then I may unconnect with them. (laughs) So I was just also getting ready to tell you this other story where I did have somebody reach out to me and say, hi, I'd like to chat. And I did Mm -hmm. that. I went, I looked at their picture first, saw they were cute. And then I did the investigation. I went into their profile. I started to look and I found out they're married. So now I'm now I'm wondering, are they just wanting to talk? Or is there another motive behind it? Or, you know, did they update their profile? Do are they really married? Like, I don't know how to respond now because now I don't know if like I'm going to be getting in the middle of something. I don't know what to tell yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Someone reached out to me recently on Facebook and no, someone sent me a friend request, but I didn't know him. And so I wrote to him, Do we know each other? And he wrote, well, we matched on a dating app once. And I oh. wrote, is that a line or, or we actually did? He's like, no, we actually did. I said, well, did we go out? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> and so I, I looked, he was very handsome. And so 
we continued talking and he, he asked if I wanted to go out and we did. And so there's something to be said for being bold. It's interesting, especially with that story. There's a lot of times I think when, again, we're on dating apps, we exchange information, somehow we get the information. Now they're in our contacts list. And that's in part how Facebook and Twitter and places say, hey, you may know this person, you, you know, there's mutual connections. And oh, by the way, we see their contact information in your phone. <laughs> I mean, Facebook is that smart. And when we're in the process of dating on those dating apps, we may be just flipping through or, you know, whatever. We get sidetracked. We might meet somebody else and go out with them instead, whatever. And this is a thing. This has happened with me even several times. And I've done it several times where somebody has come up and I'm like, this person looks really familiar. And then it's only mm -hmm. after time I go, oh, wait a second. We met on like Bumble and we were supposed to go out and we never did. And why didn't mm -hmm. we go out? And then you reconnect and then you start talking again. I think the power of social media has allowed for some of these additional relationships or these additional conversations or messages but i don't know if it didn't work out the first time will it work out the second time who knows well chris even though you and i are long distance hosting this podcast i think i'll keep talking to you well ditto thanks for listening 